Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Catherine Athens speaking to you and thanking you for listening to me. And we have a, another wonderful discussion today. Just would like to update you. I'm having a holiday sound healing class at my office on February 15th from 11.30 to about 5. Uh, if you would like to come, my office is in Los Altos. Give me a call at 650-948-1796, 650-948-1796, or you could email me at katherineathensphd.com. And I would love to meet you and invite you and be with you. Our class is, uh, I have an annual class where we have some wonderful person come, an expert, and everyone receives healing. And then we also bring a small gift and we have dinner and then we finish it with a Yule log cake that everybody says it's uh, chocolate and vanilla mousse, way too rich. So it's a holiday, so we all get to eat some with some rich ice cream. So it's a lot of fun. The people are really lovely. It's a place where you'll feel safe. And if you're interested, please give me a call. Again, my number is 650-948-1796. And a reminder for next year at Books, Inc. on Castro Street in Mountain View, I'll be doing a presentation and a book signing, and I welcome all of you to come. So that's Books, Inc. on Castro Street. They're across from East West Books, and it'll be lovely. It starts at 7 o'clock. So come. There'll be lots of wonderful people there, and be with the people, and I'd love to meet you, and we'll talk. So we've been talking today with my lovely people who've inspired me to do this podcast, Michelle and Rick, and talking about love and the importance of love. And I'm writing a book about that, and it's about the fact that children in our modern times are not loved the way other children were. Mothers and fathers are busy, and we have many devices. Uh, there was a study that was done. I don't know who did it, but there have been several studies that show that Facebook, although everybody loves their friends on Facebook, has actually been one of the creators of depression for teenagers. And it was said that even though they have friends, they're not real friends. Because real friends are people you can touch and hug and kiss. Real people that when you're afraid or sad or upset, you can go to and they can in person talk with you and be with you. And that's very, very important right now. We need to come back to making good friendships we need to come back to being there for each other, and we need to come back to love. So love is a huge category, and of course, the Greeks 
talked about three kinds of love. Love of God, love of humanity, and romantic love. So I'm going to talk about love of humanity and how do we learn to love. Because even though we are love inside and loving, we can learn to love more or we can turn that love into anger and hatred a lot of times through misunderstanding. And the importance of learning to love and showing love are vital right now. I think it's important to, in love, to appreciate, to actually appreciate the other person, to say thank you, to find some good quality about the other person and remark about it. Uh, to be there if you're needed to be there, to be open to maybe putting aside something you would like to do and going with your child to do something special. I know that I'm a person who loves Disneyland, and when my daughter was little, we went to Disneyland a lot, <laughs> not because she wanted to go as much as I did, but we would decide when she was little to take a day off, and I would take a day or two off, and we'd fly down there, and we would act really silly and, and sit on Tom Sawyer's Island and eat a dill pickle, or maybe we'd eat a chocolate-covered banana and we just sit and look and talk. And those times were very precious because it was the two of us doing something unusual and a neutral place. And she felt free or more free to tell me some things on her mind. And that starts with us, each one of us being willing to be more vulnerable being willing to take a chance, being willing to risk revealing ourselves to another, and that facilitates more love. So in this big category of love, we can break it down or we can build it up with the building block of vulnerability, being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to be authentic, real is important, to be willing to share that authenticity, to take a risk, maybe to tell something personal to the other person. And with that telling, then it requires the next step, which is trust, building trust, building trust that what you say or what you do or who you are are not being judged, are not being evaluated or criticized, but just heard. So many of us want to talk about something that's either dear to us or troubling us or something we don't understand. And then when we talk about it, the other person somehow wants to solve it for us. 
there's a misunderstanding there that it needs to be fixed or we need to be fixed or it needs to be solved. So that's not really loving. What is loving is listening, being open, acknowledging, and allowing the other person to know you're there. How do you know someone is there for you? Think about it in your experience. Think about when someone was there for you. How did it feel to you? How did the other person feel? So we have this openness and sharing, and then we have this acceptance. In, in psychology, Rogers, Carl Rogers, coined a, frame, a phrase, and it's unconditional positive regard. Unconditional positive regard. How many of you know people, even one person, who will give you unconditional positive regard, no matter what? I bet it's very few. So it's important that we, as light beings, begin to model that behavior and also to say, I need unconditional positive regard right now. I appreciate that you want to fix it for me, but that's not what I need. So we have being willing to share, developing trust, and in that is beginning to say, gee, what do you need? I just need you to hear me. When that is being said, remember to acknowledge the person for hearing you. Remember to thank the person. Remember, <clears throat> pardon me, that this idea of unconditional positive regard begins at home. How many of you have unconditional positive regard for you? Now, this lies at the crux of the matter as we have regularly some person who takes a gun and shoots a bunch of other people. Oftentimes, that person will take the gun then shoot themselves. They not only don't have unconditional positive regard, they have conditional hatred of themselves. And they have a rage that goes unexpressed. And part of the issue is there aren't enough close people to them who spend time with them where they can express themselves, where they can be heard, where they can feel good about themselves. I invite you with your friend, take a friend that you like very much, and let's have an experiment. Let's have what we call in psychology a process of sitting down with your friend and sharing. You can even time it, three minutes. One person talks and three minutes the other person speaks, but we don't make comments about what each other says. And just say, what am I feeling right now? Am I 
unconditionally having positive regard? Am I conditionally criticizing what they say? Am I hiding my feelings? Am I not telling the truth to myself or the other person? So part of what's happening now is this rush to have a device and devices, which I have a lot of them. I'm not a device person, but I have phones and iPads and mini pads and and laptop computers and desktop computers. I have lots of stuff, just like we all do. But the lots of stuff doesn't take the place of love. Now, I had a wonderful spiritual teacher, and I may have spoken about this, and I was going to go with my girlfriends to a nightclub, which I did, and she said, no alcohol, only water. You know, and I was in my 20s. What do you do in your 20s? You drink, right? You know, that's when you drink. And then in your 30s, you go, oh, that's not good. But I was in my 20s, so no alcohol. And she said, I want you to drink water, and I want you to send everybody love. So I thought about it. And for me, I needed to do something visceral that I could see and smell and touch. So I sent everybody pink cotton candy. And I wrapped it around people, and I saw pink coming out of people's heads and pink coming out of people's mouths. And I was just sending pink, drinking water, sending pink, thinking about love. And it was the most phenomenal night. My friends left me, and I couldn't find them. So when I was asking people, have you seen my friend? You know, where is Waldo? Have you seen my friend? I was sending them love, and I was sending love. And as the evening progressed, and I liked to dance, and I was out there dancing, I noticed I was dancing with one person, young man, and then there were a line of men waiting to dance with me. One was holding my purse, one was holding my jacket, and one was holding my water, and there was a line around the dance floor because I was sending them love. That's all I did. And on that level, they were attracted to receiving love. So I invite you to to do an experiment with your local grocery store or hardware store and go in and start sending everybody in the store love and see what happens. It's quite something. So the more love you can send when you do the experiment with your friend and you're listening, I invite you to send your friend love and see what happens as you're listening and acknowledging and listening. You haven't been criticizing. You haven't been giving your opinion. You haven't been doing anything but listening, acknowledging, and sending love. So I invite you all to do this experiment. It works really, really well. And I know when I go to the hotel, I have good hotel karma. 
because I send my husband, my daughter away, and I talk to the front desk man, and I send him love, and pretty soon he's giving me a discount, and he's giving me the room I want, and all this stuff. I'm just sending love. Love is the most powerful force in the universe, and we don't have enough of it. You know, when the Beatles sang, all you need is love, when it wasn't Dusty Springfield, but it was another gal who sang what the world needs now is love, it's still true. And unfortunately, what we have is a lot of gadgets. I was in the store, I was at Macy's in Hayward, and I like to buy this girl's home every Christmas. I buy lots of cosmetics and I was in the kids' department, and this mother, this little boy, he was not three years old yet, and she was going, Mommy's leaving you now. Mom's leaving you. Do you hear? Mom's leaving you. So I walked up to her. I said, do you want your kid to be a, a delinquent? Never say that. He's two and a half years old. He has no understanding what you're doing. And all he can know is you're going to abandon him. He's going to be terrified. And pretty soon he's going to think you don't love him. Now you go and say, it's not true. Mommy's never going to leave you. Mommy loves you. And pick him up and hug him and kiss him. He's two and a half. What does he know? And next time, maybe don't bring him to the store at all. Or bring him in a, in a baby carriage with some toys, some manipulative toys, and some snacks. And don't ever, ever, ever say, you're leaving him again. Well, to my surprise, the mother didn't hit me. And she didn't yell at me. She looked at me and said, you're right. I'm going to stop doing that. And she grabbed him and hugged him and kissed him. And then he was happy. He's a kid. And unfortunately, we want our children to do more than they're capable of. And that's not okay. The nervous system isn't developed. The brain isn't developed. And kids always think it's their fault. They don't know the difference for a long time, until they're three, sometimes four, between them and mom, and they think everything is their fault. And so we have to love the kids constantly, and constantly as the kids grow older, we have to love them some more and tell them they are wonderful, they are beautiful, that you have faith in them, and that they are able, capable. That's loving and kind. I'm telling you, these words are so important, and this is all part of that big umbrella we call love. And what I would advise you, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, put your hand on your heart, which is right on your breastbone. Put your hand on your heart and start with you. And you might want to start in the mirror, although it's a little scary, and say, I love you. You love yourself. Most of you, I'm sure, will say, maybe I don't. So we need to start there and love you. You, as a human being, as a child of the universe, are the most complex, amazing organism that has ever been created. 
again, I will say, you have 50 trillion cells in you that could make 50 trillion use. That's how smart you are. And every cell in your body is held together with love. So when you send love, what happens? Your blood pressure goes down, your cholesterol goes down, your heart beats more slowly, your blood vessels open up, the blood flows more evenly, and you feel calmer, happier, and more peaceful. So those are all the things that love can do for you. And hopefully I've given you some tools to love and hopefully you'll try the experiment and try the pink cotton candy experiment because it's a lot of fun and you'll see what happens when you do that. And remember to start with yourself, to start loving yourself. And if you don't love yourself, Go talk to someone about it. Go talk to a counselor. Go talk to clergy or a really good friend about it, a wise friend. And be willing to dare to love. Be willing to risk love. And you'll be not only happy, but one of the most powerful people in the room because you love. So this is Dr. Catherine Athens, and it's a pleasure to be with you today. And let me know, I mean, there's so much more about love that we can speak of. And love is so important because these people who take guns and shoot other people are not loved and they hate themselves and they're full of rage and nobody pays attention to them it's true and they're not there isn't an intervention and somebody doesn't come and say hey i see you're hurting i want to help so let's send love to everybody and everything and see how you feel Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Remember to go to my website, katherineathensphd.com or angelsisland.com. Look for some upcoming events. Next year, I'm going to be doing a lot of talks and a lot of book signings and a lot of classes. So I look forward to meeting you. And for now, I send you all love.